The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic partner and founding partner of the Olympic Channel, inspiring you to chase your dream. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. The first picture that pops up when you search for Jaden Cox is his Twitter profile picture. There he is, triumphant, totally ripped, and celebrating with a massive scream. The Olympic bronze medalist freestyle wrestler is a two-time world champion from the US of A. And he's going up a weight class in order to qualify for the Olympics. Jaden spoke to Andrew Binner at length about being deaf in one ear, depression, and his rivalry with US teammate Kyle Snyder. This interview was recorded before the protests in America started, so that isn't a topic that's covered. So they started off talking about his Rio 2016 experience. Olympic, Olympic Channel, Channel podcast. So my, my Olympic experience is great. You know that whole saying of ignorance is bliss kind of feel like I think a lot of people didn't expect me didn't expect me to even win the Olympic trials that year. And on top of that, didn't expect me to medal that year. And that was great because then, you know, I performed really well. I pushed myself to, you know, to the brink as much as I could. And um, I performed really well against high level competition, high level athletes. And I came out with a bronze medal. The only other, other downside to that, and I didn't realize this till after the fact is like, since I kind of had this mindset and I just like blocked everything out and I just stayed focused on just like, doesn't matter, have some fun. I kind of missed out, I guess, on, on the really experiencing it, you know, like fully, um, like emotionally, mentally, like I just kind of cut those things off so I could just stay focused in on the wrestling and on what I needed to do um, to make everything, you know, just dumb everything down. And I wish that I would have like let it in at moments, you know, you know, I wish I would have taken it in more. And so that that's a big thing for me that like um, that I desire to go back, not only to to get obviously to get an Olympic gold medal, that's that's the goal, but at the same time, really kind of take in the experience more. And I think that I'm at a point now with my career, um, mental maturity, um, with what I'm looking to do, I think that I can do that and to have that ex- expectation to be able to do what I have to do, but also enjoy what's going on and really take it all in. And what would that mean to you if you managed to punch the ticket to get to Tokyo? It would mean that I have a lot more training to do and a lot more fights to go through to get to to where, um, you know, I want to be. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is for me. Like, it would, it would mean that, uh, you know, I get to experience another Olympics. I want to make the most of it. And so I have to grind and there's more, there's more work that needs to be done. You are what I would say you're in the form of your life at the moment. You've won the last two world championships at 92 kg. You were there. USA recently announced congratulations, freestyle wrestler of the year award. Um, so well done for that. Um, Thank so you. can you, can you try and take us back to when you found out the Olympics were going to be postponed? Um, can you explain your feelings to us at, at that moment? Sometimes the right thing to do is very, very painful. Um, and that's been done throughout history by many people. And um, and so it is with pain. It's not like I don't understand where people are coming from. It's not like I don't understand. Like, I wish that people could go and accomplish their dreams. I understand that some people only have one opportunity really to accomplish, depending on what your sport is or, 
or maybe uh, maybe you're at the end of your career and you just made it here. Like I get that as well, but um, it, once you kind of let it settle, it actually goes, you know, it's been getting a lot better to understand that and, and, and cope with that. Like a lot of things, you have to understand, I was like, not only myself, but a lot of athletes were getting ready for their trials and both mentally and physically are ready to pop off, to ready to go and compete to make these teams um, and or go to the Olympics, like, you know, get into that part of training where it's like, it's time to grind. And so a lot of athletes were at that point. And so not only are you having to pull yourself back, you know, physically, but mentally, emotionally, you know, you're having to change scheduling, maybe training has to adjust a lot. So there are a lot of things that are changing right now really quick, like really fast. Um, and on top of that, it wasn't like they were changing, like, oh, we have to make this adjustment and this adjustment. It was really, it was really like, okay, now, boom, we're, you're, this is taken away, you know, like this, this is done. Um, and so it was very abrupt. And so there were a lot of changes and uh, especially with those changes, making, uh, making adjustments, especially physically and getting your mental, you know, mentally for me at least was to draw back and just be like, you know, you're not about to compete. You're not about to compete. Let's just calm down. Um, that was probably the hardest thing for me as an athlete. Um, but other than that, you know, like I said, with the decisions and things going on, um, I've actually, you know, the time to kind of sit back and really think about things and see what's going on and understand it has really helped a lot to be able to cope and, uh, and uh, you know, figure it out. And, and I think there's still some days, you know, there are days that creep up on you, you know, there's just like, I just want to do this and this is what I want to do. I mean, if anyone who's had a dream or has forked their butt off to get here, I think you should have those days. I mean, and I think that instead of using the, having those bring you down, you know, we should use those to fuel us and, and encourage us to do what we can do within the limits that we are in. Along with the highs of winning, there have been lows. Jaden has been open about the battles with himself. I mean, life is such a so fast paced sometimes that it's really hard to take time to slow down and for yourself, you know, and to, so I think that sometimes where we almost like accidentally bury things and it's not so much that we really bury them, so it's like, we just don't deal with them, right? And so I think throughout my career, I've had moments where it's like, I haven't had time to deal with myself or deal with things from my past. And so it, 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 it erupts sometimes. And, and so I think that it's it's tough because it's like a constant thing in your in your in your mind or in your in your soul and in your soul and your mind something that's just like it's just this is terrible and like can dragging you down and so i think that each day that you make it through is a is a victory and so um and even if it was hard or it, it hurt I and mean, whatever like it, you made it to the next day that's a victory and so i think that's a huge thing to push you know, for people and understand that, you know, mental health is a, is a big thing in our, in our societies and, and what we, what we, you know, go through and what we, what we put ourselves through. And I think that as someone can look at me as somebody, you know, I, I like to think I'm in pretty good shape. I've gotten to go to the world. I've gotten to go to the Olympics. Um, and yeah, from the, from the outside looking in, you know, people might look at my life and be like, this dude doesn't have anything going on. Like this, he's got everything, you know, and it's like, no, like this stuff affects everybody. There is no limitation to what, where this thing can reach. You know, um, depression affects, can affect anyone, everyone, 
doesn't matter what the situation is. And that's where I've been. And I've been in a, and sometimes being successful makes it harder, right? Because there is that persona of like, you are this guy, you're supposed to be this, you don't have to. And then on top of that, you're winning all the time. So then everyone perceives you as being that. Um, and you're doing great things. So you're like having to fulfill that image. Um, and then on top of that as well, you don't want to be, a, maybe you don't want to be a burden. So, but, so everyone else is like, you know, hooping and hollering for you. And you don't want to be the one like, hey, can we can we stop the confetti? I, I need to talk about some things and they're not that great, you know, and, it's, and so it's hard. So I think it, it works out the way. So I think that in talking about these things and putting these things out here, not only is and honestly, I wouldn't have talked about this years ago. That's why I didn't talk about it years ago, because I wasn't in a place to. But definitely being able to grow and the fights that I've had, the battles I've had with myself, you know, going to therapy, doing that. Now I'm in a place where I can be someone a light to somebody to be like, wow, even this guy goes through this. And, you know, I want to be like, if he, if he can make it, I can make it. Um, you know, and he's, if he's saying that I, if I can be a voice to say like you, you know, you're worth it, you're enough, you are beautiful and you, you're capable of making it through. That's what I'm going to do because that's what I want people to understand. And I think people need to be told that more is that they're enough the way they are. Um, and I don't think that's any, anything bad to say, you know, and that's not saying that you can't be better. Like that's, that's just me saying that what you are on your basis is enough. What you choose to add on to that is your decision. But first you have to, you have to accept that for yourself and love yourself to even, I think, desire to even move forward from that. So, um, you know, that's just my goal is to bring attention to the struggles that are unseen, um, to the struggles that maybe people don't realize um, are there because I think that this is also something that people don't talk about very much because they're either afraid of and, um, or they don't understand or don't know how to talk about it. So if I can bring it to the forefront and uh, I, you know, allow people to feel that comfort to discuss their issues and show that people do care and that there is support in this situation, then that's what I'll do. And I think it's, uh, it's a particularly amazing thing what you're doing because you touched on it there. I mean, you don't get a tougher image than an Olympic wrestler. And so that's why it's amazing that you're able to share these things because I think so many people will um, will relate to the message you're putting out there. Um, and what would you say are some of the things I think a lot of people would be interested that helped you through some of these times that if they're maybe feeling the same way, they could try as well? Is it about talking you were saying? It's... Well, I think that talking to someone definitely helps. I mean, like I, I went to therapy, that was a big thing for me, but also I had different avenues. Like for me, like, and all of them, I feel like were a way of expressing myself um, in a positive way. I mean, because obviously there are negative ways to express your emotion. Um, and, you know, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, like, I've done some of those, you know, I've, I've, I've gone down like, you know, the, self, the self-harm road. I've gone down the, you know, looking for something, you know, to cope with it down a certain path. You know, I've, I've done those things. And, um, and obviously you want to find better ways to do it. So for me, you know, going to therapy was a big thing. Um, also like music like since music was a big part of me i liked using music because it allowed me to like just something i sometimes i would just play something and allowed me to play almost what i was feeling you know to put to put out or in or sing it or you know it's just somehow getting it out there writing was a huge thing for me um and i think writing's huge in general and i've said this a couple times that writing allows you to put all your thoughts on paper and then on top of that like you can reread it and Sometimes you can read it and just be like, that's ridiculous. Why would I think that or feel that? Sometimes you can read it and just be when you can reread what you, I think a lot of problems in the world would be a lot better if someone took the time to write down what they were either going to say it or do and then reread it and just be like, you know, maybe that's not the case, you know. 
or just sometimes just get it out and feel better about something. And so you don't feel like I need to do this or I need to do that. There have been plenty of times where like, I've been like, I need to go, I need to do this one thing that's not good for me, but it feels like that's what I need to do to cope. And once I start writing, it's just kind of like, I got it out of me or I read it and I'm like, this isn't, this isn't what I want to do. So really being able to look back um, on, on, on what, I, what I really think or feel or even just that situation itself. Um, so I think writing is a huge thing that people need to, uh, to do a little bit more. When he was in college, Jay didn't start to lose some of his hearing. Now he can't hear much in his left ear and he's lost some of the hearing in his right as well. So actually how it started is a mystery even to me. Um, but doctors believe that it was hereditary because my father was born deaf in his right ear. And my sophomore year of college, I actually started losing hearing in my left ear. And at the first, uh, the first um, time I actually started realizing or went to an ENT, I had already lost 35% um, 35% or 35 decibels in my, in my left ear. And like, I, and so like, then like, I was like, uh, that was why I was experiencing like dizzy spells. Um, not being able like going up elevators or going upstairs or at any time like i would start feeling like the world was shifting almost um and so going from there um as time went on i just noticed things were getting harder and more difficult to hear um i went to ent's and i got tests done and i got told about you know the steroid they wanted to put in my cochlear at the time and um you know i, I took this and like as time went on I actually, and I was still wrestling at this time. So I still had to, I still had to wrestle while this was all going on. Um, and then as that happened and I started to kind of go through that situation, I kept going back to the ENT to get tests, you know, to get tested to see what's going on. And just each time I went back, it created a lot more fear. And that was a very scary time for me because I'm a very, I only know a hearing world, right? I know I love music and that's a big thing in my life. Like I, I, this is what I know. And I kept going back and it just increased my fear and my anxiety and my stress. And I was freaking out about it. And so I just stopped going, you know, I just stopped and I was just like, you know what, what's going to happen is going to happen. But this is like, this is hurting me more than it's helping me. I started le learning sign language and that became a huge part of my life. And my teacher actually was a huge inspiration to me because she was going, she went deaf at the age of 23. Um, and so to have her as my teacher and see that whatever happens, that this is possible, you can still live a great life, communicate, know about music and, and find, and, you know, and, and enjoy it, um, was huge. And then they exposed me to the, um, deaf communities, you know, like, like in Fulton, the uh, Fulton School of the Deaf, you know, um, every first Wednesday of the month, the deaf community comes, um, into the mall and you can meet and, and sign with with people there so like getting to see that um and be a part of that and uh, and and dive into it really took that fear away it took it turned fear to appreciation because i got to see a world that was very different and i probably the one that i would never have experienced had this not happened to me had this not changed my life At Rio 2016, Kyle Schneider became the youngest Olympic champion in US wrestling history. Jaden and Kyle first met each other on the mat in high school. I think people have taken some things out of proportion. Like it's, 
and, and like I think you know some people think that we're either like enemies or anything like it's one of those things that's just like it's not a personal thing towards you you know um, and I think he knows that and I think he, he understands that and I think that he respects my viewpoint of wanting that desiring a fight um, and a push and if anything it's it's out of respect it's more of like I respect you so much as a wrestler because for what I'm looking for and I see you as somebody who can do this for me that is respect um, and so and really it's not personable about you. It's, it's personal about me. That's the only thing that's personal. Like, I, I want to fight. I want to grind. I want the match. I want this. It has nothing to do with you. It could be anybody. It, didn't, it wouldn't matter who's there. If they were somebody I felt could push me, then I was going to wrestle them. And I think he knows that. And, um, and, yeah, there is a ton of respect there. We've had a ton of, of growth throughout our careers. I mean, to be as, as young as, as we, I guess, we are and we were, and to do the things we've done and accomplished, um, it's been awesome to be a part of and to be on these teams with him and to experience the world with him um, and to learn and to and to help and to guide. It's so there's so much that goes into that. So there is a ton of respect there, which is why I don't think that it's as cold-hearted or blooded, I guess, or as as anyone thinks. It's not going to be it's not going to be a hard-fought match or or really competitive or intense because there's a problem. It's going to be a hard fought a hard fought match in intense because that's just who we are as competitors, and that's the fight that we look and desire to have. Um, and so I think he he knows that it's not something that I'm not coming at you. I, like I'm coming for you, but I'm not coming at you as a person or anything like that. I'm just I'm coming for you as a wrestler, and I'm going to put my best foot forward, and I'm going to grind, and I'm going to fight. And no matter what happens, I will shake your hand at the end of it. And um, shoot, if, if I'm there, I expect I expect to have the help to get a gold medal. And if you're there, then I then I then you you bet that I'm gonna be there to to help you get yours. So that's all that there is. It's just the way that's got to be. There is no ins and outs about it. And I think people make it a bigger deal because of the whole you know he went to Penn State and then I you know trained at Ohio State. I think they made that a bigger deal. It's just like I wasn't thinking about Kyle when I was going to Ohio State. I was thinking about getting partners because I trained with high schoolers throughout the two years that I've been here. And I understand that like they're great guys and I, and I, and I respect them and they've trained hard, but like I needed the bodies. I needed bigger bodies. I needed senior level minds. I needed senior level feels. And that's just the way that it, that's just the way that it goes. So, I mean, um, I don't know, like I said, I think people make things bigger than what they really are, but also I'm an athlete. So I'm meant to make things smaller so that I can just focus and, and take advantage of the moment. So maybe, maybe I, I need to be a fan from the outside in to really say that. Um, looking at the USA trials, um, obviously not ideal situation when you've got two world champions going for one spot and you said you have to try and focus down and stay present, but just how big would that be if it was two world champions, the two of you against each other in the final? Surely you couldn't ignore the magnitude of, of something like that. Oh, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can, because it doesn't matter. Um, the past doesn't matter. The present is the only thing that does. Um, so it's just like, you know, I, I carry this attitude last year and I'm carrying it this year. Like, I have no world titles. This is, this is 2020, 2021. I have nothing, you know. I'm not on a team. I have no Olympic medal. I have no world medals. There is nothing that I have. You know, the only thing, why, why would I focus on what I have when I'm looking to gain? You know, I think you lose sight of, you lose track of what, what it is whenever you do that. 
And I'm not going to fool myself in thinking that like, oh, I have this and I have this. So should this should happen. This should happen. No, it's whatever comes and whatever's in my way, whatever, whatever is there. I'm going to do what I have to do to get where I want, not to remember where I've been. So, you know, and at the end of it, like, it's not for me, it's not like, oh, well, I've gotten this and I've gotten this. It doesn't matter. You know, the world will see it as that. And that's that's their job. That's your, their job as spectators and stuff. My job is to stay focused on the here and the now. And the here and the now, I haven't won a world title here and now. I haven't made an Olympic team here and now. I haven't won a gold medal here and now. I haven't won an Olympic medal yet here and now. So here and now, it's I got to fight here and now. I got to push myself here and now. I have to face you here and now. I have to win this match here and now. I have to make this team here and now. That's how it goes. The only thing that matters is now. So everything else is pushed to the side. It doesn't matter. Jaden, that was absolutely superb. Awesome. Thank you very much. Olympic Channel Podcast. Massive thanks to Jaden and Andrew for that interview. You can follow Jaden on Twitter as Matt R-I-X underscore 8692. Andrew is just Andrew Binner. We are at Olympic Channel across all socials. I'm at Eddie Knowles with an I and an E. And if you are a wrestling fan, well, you're in luck because we've had two amazing podcast episodes with Olympic champion Jordan Burroughs. Last time he was on talking about his Olympic state of mind. Here's a clip. Your mind is extremely powerful. And the place that I've arrived in this sport has been primarily because Head on over to olympicchannel.com forward slash podcast for more episodes, including that one. Give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. That's it for now, though. Stay safe and see you soon. Think like an Olympian.